We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, who is officially on job number 173. Congrats to him and all of the project as he's been dropping online. Shout out to all of you guys for giving us amazing feedback from the last show, even though no one seems to like my DCs. But we appreciate you guys and all the well wishes on our new deal and our continued home at Blue Wire. If you guys didn't catch the last episode, make sure you go back and listen. But I will tell you, yes, we are at Blue Wire. We're going to be recording from the win twice a week. If you guys are in Vegas, big fight weeks, wrestling weeks, whatever it may be, stop by, say what's up, come watch us record from the – it's damn near the hallway, but it's, it's amazing because the front of it is all glass. You can see in. You can see – the video wall behind us, which will have highlights and pictures and everything on it. It is going to be great. So as you guys know, whole corner club is invited. When you guys come to Vegas, it is a fun ride and we're, man, we're, we're thankful. We're thankful for all of you and for everyone who reached out today. We have one hell of a show. So we got to start off with some craziness. Nicki Minaj has been talking wild shit. We'll talk about my embarrassment of being from the Bronx. Uh, I was embarrassed for like a smooth 24 hours. I'm now getting over it. We'll also talk about Big E cashing in. And Dre, before before we get to that, usually we hit wrestling in the second segment. Shout out to you for hooking it up. Got the interview with Big E for my first story for the Undefeated at ESPN, which will be dropping next week. And you know what the first question was that I asked him? Is he getting a new suitcase? Are you getting a new suitcase? And guess what he told me? He has ordered it. It is a liar. On its way, he lost the string to the old suitcase. It no longer works. The new one is on the way. It is en route. Big E doing big things. I'm not not sure what makes me smile more. Him winning the WWE Championship or him finally getting a new suitcase for the road. It's it's handy. No, he's a liar. I don't. I don't. Dog, he's a liar. I, I've been. We've been talking about this. 
I mean, we'll get into it later, but since he won the title, we talked until about three in the morning that night. And I, Joe, I was like, yo, you can't be carrying around that raggedy ass suitcase as the WWE champion. And he did, he was like, yeah, the string broke. And I was like, did you hear what you just said? The string broke. You can't carry that raggedy ass suitcase around. He's like, I'm going to get around to buying one. So maybe he did. I'm actually going to text him while we're doing this. <laughs> it is in route. Uh, so Big E has a new suitcase. There's, Change in the air. It's a new day. Yes, it is. But we're going to talk all about his win, what it meant, um, not only, you know, for us as watchers and just admirers of his career for as long as we've been doing the show and longer and the ups and downs of his career and what it all means in that regard, but what it means to pro wrestling, to have another black champion and three in three years after having one in the 50-year history of the WWE slash WWF prior to that. So it is an amazing feeling. We'll get to all of that in the second segment. And then, of course, we'll talk about He didn't AW. buy a suitcase. He did. Hey, hey, he didn't buy a suitcase. It's t- Oh. I, oh. He's saying I will. He's saying I he will. texts me he will. Okay. All right. I don't know if people listen to the show, put, still put it in your story because he figures that by the time the story is up that he'll have a new suitcase. But, yeah. Um. But fucking liar. <laughs> Damn, the, the old suitcase still lives. He got to travel on Monday. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to be just pulling it. Pulling it. It doesn't even have care. a handle. He got to carry it like a briefcase by the side. Handle. I had to carry that damn thing. <laughs> uh. Hilarious. Nah, and then uh, we'll talk about NXT 2.0 and AEW. So tons of pro wrestling on this show. Suitcases aside. Dre. Man, it feels like it feels good. We're back. It's the first time in a while we've done two shows in a week. It feels like we're getting back to normalcy. Have you been keeping up with this Nicki Minaj dumb shit? Because I know you've been super busy this week. Kind of. Um, the moment she said a boyfriend who's, what is he, like a sexual predator or some shit? Yeah. It's testicles. Yeah, I was like, yo, that's chlamydia. That's not fucking vaccine what's wrong with you i think it was her cousin though so cousin, a, whatever i mean she has a cousin yeah, on right. the islands i i'm pretty sure although i think i got a synopsis on this she says because it was the met gala we've talked about the met gala on this show several times i still don't get it whatever so people are like yo are you going to the met gala i don't know why they're asking Nick minaj if she'll be there i didn't know she was still that relevant Whatever. Yeah, of course he is. Come on, dog. Nicki Minaj is still super relevant. I get, bro. What did she do? She don't rap. She tried podcasting. That shit ain't work. I guess she, she just, just hasn't dropped an album. Look, just what else she do hasn't do? dropped. She still raps, and when she drops an album, everybody's gonna be on it. She dropped one song in Seeing Green. It had the worst verse on that fucking track. But and everybody likes that that song. I, I really do like that song, but not exactly. for her. And. So they asked her, hey, you going to Met Gala? She's like, nah, because you got to be vaccinated. Uh, any large gatherings in New York, you have to be vaccinated now. Proof of vaccination. Um, I'm not sure if they're still doing like the negative test thing, but um, to my knowledge, you got to be vaccinated. 100 people and up. So she's like, nah, not doing a vaccination thing. She could have just left it at that. Many other people have said that, right? Would have been straight. She was like, I need more info, a lot of people say that, before I get vaccinated. Someone in the comments retorted with, what more do you need to see? Because you're not a scientist. 
you, if we show you more info, you're not going to understand it. What are you looking to see? And she was like, well, no, I just need to see how it affects people. I have a cousin on the islands who got vaccinated prior to his wedding and it caused his testicles to swell like quagmire. She didn't say that, but it's like quagmire for family guy. And he had the wheelbarrow caused his testicles to swell. He became impotent and his wife left him due to it. So I still don't trust the virus. I need to see more info. That was it. Put her in a body bag because we'll cook her ass. It's clearly comedian. Like the wife definitely left him because he was smanging it around. And I listen, my family's from the islands. I understand this. This shit happens all the time. Like, don't, I don't know what she's thinking. It, I think they're mutually exclusive. And she, the guy was just like, fuck it. You got to blame it on something. This is the craziest excuse I've seen for a second family. But yo, you got to blame it on something. Hold on. So, all right. So let's start. When was the vaccination readily available for everybody? It was last April. Last, Give or take. last I, April? Or, or, or this past, past, or, this past saying, April. This past April. Correct. How many months ago was that? Five? Damn, that's right Barely around five. the corner. Yeah. So, okay. Listen. Just listen. So, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that her cousin wasn't the first one in line to get the vaccine. Okay, and if he was, he still had to get two shots. Yeah. So we're looking at let's just say it was ready, you know, it was readily available in April. Two shots would take you into May, right? Yep. Let's just say his testicles did swell up. <laughs> let's just say right. so that's May, May ish, right? May, eh, yeah. maybe getting closer to June, his testicles are swollen. <laughs> now he finds out he's impotent, right? I don't know how he finds this out. I guess it doesn't work anymore. You mean to tell me that his wife? left him that quick all this happened in less than five months yeah i mean that's that's tough i you said let's just say his testicles so at this point i'm pretty sure his testicles i'm just saying but let's just say happened. the reason why is is in doubt but sure i'm just saying let's just i'm just looking at the timeline of all this like i guess your wife ain't shit because you know if something (laughs) happened to you this is catastrophic right yeah all your testicles swollen but your junk don't work no more like this is these are two issues, right? These are two major issues. No and then Elena, it was like, I'm out. Like, not even try to help you because there's not enough time in this in this scenario for it to all come together. She was just like, yo, your testicles is big, your thing don't work. Let's get a divorce. Like, you know how much you had a divorce? This shit ain't this all this happened that quick. <laughs> really? I mean, she was she was looking for a way out, I guess. Maybe that's why she was staying. I'm just saying, like, you, there's so many, there's more questions in the vaccine at this point. Like, if if my wife, for all these years, leaves me because I got a shot and my testicles swole up, that means she didn't give a fuck about me in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, did you try? Like, let's just say he, let's just say he was impotent, for real, for real. Like, let's just say that something happened and he was impotent. It's like, yo, you ain't going to stay around to try to help fix the man? you just like, fuck it, I'm gone. That's all of this sounds suspect. And for Nicki Minaj, listen, there's a couple of things here. One, there is a part of me that understands when people say things like, I, you know, it hasn't been around long enough. I don't know. There's not enough information. I can see where people can say it. I don't agree with it, but I 
can see that. But when people say I'm going to do my own research, that one bugs me out. Because I'm like, what are you doing? Because, like, listen, I can't read Chinese. If you keep putting Chinese in front of me, I'm never going to be able to read it. It's just not going to happen. It just doesn't matter how many years it's been unless I have a translator. Nicki Minaj doesn't have a doctor for a friend who can translate this shit. So she's researching gibberish. Wingdings is what she's researching. <laughs> I, there's no way everybody remembers wingdings. Like everybody submitted a, a paper in wingdings. Like, oh shit, my computer was messed up. I got wingdings. But <laughs> sounds like chameleon, right? Wing yeah, dings. that's that's so old. That's, that's a deep cut, but I love it. That's a deep cut. But <laughs> what I'm saying, cut. like Nicki Minaj is like reading wingdings now because there's nothing she can do herself from this point forward to research anything. All she can do is keep tabs on what's happening to people. For instance, we don't know if you get vaccinated, what happens to your offspring. We don't know, like, if kids get vaccinated at a certain age or certain minority groups. We don't know. Like, we really don't know. But I'd rather wear the bulletproof vest than not, right? Like, I'd rather get shot with something on than walk out here shirtless and be like, yo, I don't know what's going on with these bulletproof vests. And you shoot me in the heart, I'm fucking dead. So I'd rather have the bulletproof vest on. But, Nikki, you ain't, you ain't reading you ain't like you ain't MD. You more Grey's Anatomy. You don't know what the fuck's going on. Stop it. I just picture her like Dexter's laboratory, like just chilling. She got all the fucking things. It's just in the basement of her crib. She got the whole setup, the beakers, the Bunsen burner. Like she's just doing research, just trying to figure out what is in this vaccine. She don't oh. know. Stop it. <laughs> and, yeah. and then on top of that, it's like, yo, that's a side effect that none of us have ever heard. Yo. Right, like yo, it, <laughs> testicle swelling. Because if, if testicle swelling was a real side effect, I don't mean to be vain, but I'd be like, ah, yeah, I gotta reconsider this shit. Maybe I'll just stay indoors with a mask on. If my if my balls are gonna swell and I'm impotent, yeah, that's a side effect I probably can't deal with. The the impotence is definitely the way I draw the line. The the testicle swelling. Listen, I mean, shit happened. I'm. I, we've talked about it on this show. I overshare everything. I am a man with a vasectomy. Like, I can take a little testicle swelling and pain. I bag of peas for a day or two. I'm straight. I know I've been there, done that. Um, not chlamydia, chlamydia purposes. But, you know, like, testicle swelling is not the end-all be-all. I still kind of rather protect myself with the vaccine. The impotence? Yeah, you know, I can't, I can't justify that. that no, that's, that's where I, you go on. Yeah. I'm good. Vaccine? Yeah. Mm -mm. No, I like I like my junk to work. I can see that. I can see that. Right. But I just all these things are not tied together. And Nikki needs to stop and get the hell off of social media with that nonsense. Cut it out, Nikki. And Jeez. above and beyond everything, if that is the side effect, she don't got testicles, bro. Like it's the side effect doesn't right. affect you. Like, I mean, you, you know, your whole body's plastic. Well, your whole body's <laughs> plastic. So what is it really affecting here? Right. Yeah. Like, you know what's gonna happen no you what your knees gonna smell that, like that's the craziest shit to me now that you mention it she has put allegedly 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 she, my ass she, she has, has put, put so much into her body already and the vaccine you need to see exactly what's in it ma i need to see exactly what's in ass shots one two three and four because you've at least had four different versions of that same ass. Three, yes. different, three different versions of the uh, of the memories have been going. 
Yes. You don't know what's leaking. You don't know what's here. You don't know where this came from, what silicone. Listen, what is the structural property of silicone? Get get out the fucking the, the chart. Show me exactly what makes up that solution that are in the boobs. No, she can't. But yet they're in her. So I don't get it. I, don't. I, mean, I, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Now, if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you know me and Nikki, we used to be cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I guarantee you that she didn't do this much research to get all her surgery done. I guarantee you that. I guarantee it. I guarantee it was like, hey, here's my doctor. Is he good? Yeah. All right, cool. And then she got it done. I don't. I guarantee you there was no like, let me sit around for like eight months and wait what happens. Bullshit. You went, <laughs> you went and got it done. And I mean, come on, man. When you say allegedly, come on. Yeah. There's, there's nothing the to same energy. She got to no. keep the same energy because it just is looking funny in the light. And, and look, if that's what you want to do with your body, cool. Like cool. I'm not, I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong for getting enhancements, whatever. But when you do all that and then you come back and say, yo, that needle is that saving lives. I don't know about that shit. <laughs> the, the boobies ain't saving lives like that, dog. Like I, I know what you think they do, but they ain't saving lives like that. And you got them done. Like, yo, went under anesthesia a million times. You don't know what anesthesia is so fucking dangerous that it takes 12 years of schooling to administer it to someone. Yeah, exactly. And here she is talking about. Like, you you been put to sleep 12 times. Yeah, mind is blown off of that. The other thing this past week hurt my heart, man. Nikki aside, island COVID stuff aside, I stayed up. I cleared my schedule, got all my work done, made sure I was right in front of the television, 6 o'clock p.m. West Coast time for the verses from New York to see my boy, Fat Joe, not from Yonkers, not from Uptown, from the BX. Go on the stage. He said yesterday's price wasn't today's price. This was his chance. I was like, I get to see Fat Joe wash Ja Rule and have another magnificent night for the Bronx. <laughs> when I tell you I couldn't throw up the X for like three days after that, it... Uh. It might be the biggest, and we talked about every versus. This might be the biggest drubbing I've ever seen on a versus. And we're a year deep, damn near. Yeah. It um, was ugly. And this this was worse than Teddy Riley fumbled. At least he had con, you know, connection issues. This was you he played nothing of consequence for the first hour and a half he fucked up he thought he was jada kiss and it went real wrong there's only one j to the moi all right where you want to get started with it? here's where we'll start one fat joe was never dope we'll start there he was the weakest member of DITC. He went jiggy. That's what it worked for him, right? But he kind of adopted other mainstream artist style. But for the life of me, I can never remember a Fat Joe verse 
that was like, man, that was legendary. Remember Fat Joe's songs that I was like, yo, he killed it on Fat Joe's song. You killed it on Fat Joe's song. Yeah. I don't remember saying Fat Joe killed it on Fat Joe's song. <laughs> Don Cartagena album, mostly guest spots. Just Blaze was the banger, not because of Fat Joe. I love DITC. Even back then, you could never tell me Fat Joe was even remotely close to the best one in the Digging in the Craze group. A crew that had Big L, OC, Showbiz, AG. Nope. No. Never Fat Joe. So when Fat Joe got successful, it was whack to me. Because I was like, he's whack. It just happened to work out that his whackness worked in this particular era. Now, the era that it worked in, this is point number two, is the Ja Rule era. The Ja Rule era of becoming a gruff voice mainstream pop singer is what allowed Fat Joe to be successful doing the bullshit that he was doing. Right? Like, I mean, if we really boil this down, Fat Joe was never like, yeah, Big Pun was the dope one. Not you. We Man, we give Fat Joe a lot of passes. He's a great storyteller. But where is this idea that he was like this great rapper? Where did this come from? Did you think he was a great rapper? I didn't think he was a great rapper. He's not a bad rapper to me. Like, I I enjoy a lot of Fat Joe music and songs. What? Like, I, I... I underestimated Ja Rule heavily. How well, about here, that? Especially in this format. Okay. Ja Rule, from uh, the mouth of Andreas Hale, Ja Rule is fucking whack. Period. And I put, like, you heard in my period. Ja Rule has always been whack to me. Always. Except for, like, holla holla, right? After that, when he's, like, when Super, he's been whack. Yeah, Vinny Vitti Vici was dope. Yeah, it was all right. But... <laughs> But there is no way Fat Joe was beating Ja Rule in the verses because Fat Ja Rule was the biggest artist at the time until 50 Cent came along. Fat Joe was never clearing that hurdle. I thought Ja Rule was whack, but the fact this dude had hits was absolutely undeniable. And in a versus format, there was no way Fat Joe was beating Ja Rule. No way. It's not, it's not enough hits in that catalog. Ja Rule's got hits. I hate them all. <laughs> Stuff like the Down Ass Chick remix. I hate them. I hate a majority of them. But I'm always that person. I've said it a billion times. I ain't got to like something to understand the impact that it has. And Ja Rule was crushing the industry. And I hated every second of it. But he was crushing the industry. I hated the radio because of Ja Rule. Like, I can't get away from this motherfucker. There was no way. When I saw this battle, I was like, I... I like Fat Joe when he's talking and telling stories and shit, but I never really liked him as a rapper. And I, he's never had hits bigger than Ja Rule. So how is this How is this even competitive? So I, that's why I snickered when you started talking about this. There was, dude, not this format. There was no way. That's the key. It, if you let it boil down to a hit versus hit battle, like, yeah, it's it gets ugly. Jada has found the cheat code where... He has so much that he can pull features that may not be hits, but everyone knows it. And he bodied the verse. But that's so the thing. Use it. That's Some the thing about Kiss. Tracks. He could have used it. That's the thing about Kiss. Like, Kiss is dope. He's undeniably dope. Yeah. So when Kiss pulls something out, like the Timberland crowd and that dirty backpacker crowd, they go, that was dope. And when he plays for shit that was on the radio, the, the, the club people go, that was dope. Jada Kiss has always been dope. There's never been a question that Jada Kiss is a dope rapper. There's always been a question that Fat Joe is a decent rapper. 
<laughs> Damn, decent. I'm I'm being honest. Dog. Tell me, Fat Joe's greatest verse of all time. Oof. Yeah, you said enough. There isn't one. No, I mean, come on. Best verse. That's best verse. Like, like probably on twins. With probably pun? most known. Yeah, but pun bodies it so incredibly. Exactly. That Joe like, just gets lost. But yeah, I think that's Joe's best verse. Yo, let's be real, man. Like nobody walks up and down, like goes in the grocery store and just starts rapping to themselves fucking fat Joe lyrics. It doesn't happen. Nobody does this. You'll yeah. find yourself like rapping a random biggie lyric. Like it's quotable, right? Full what's what's fat, a fat Joe quotable? The only thing we know is lean back. Is that and that's the hook. Yeah. Who even wrote that joint? Nah, I don't. I don't have many quotables for Fat Joe. I'm saying, like, yo, somebody, and I know somebody's going to be in my mention, like, yo, he wasn't that whack. I didn't say he was whack. I'm saying that Fat Joe was the weakest person in DITC, and his mainstream career is essentially piggyback off of the, the trail that Ja Rule had blazed, and then 50 Cent killed, and then adopted, resurrected, and brought it back into his own style. But Fat Joe was kind of part of that wave, because no, wasn't nobody checking for Fat Joe. I'm always baffled by this because I was like, yo, when did Fat Joe become a thing? It's not like Fat Joe's been around and has been dope and we just discovered it. All of a sudden, Joe just popped up with all these songs and people were like, yeah, Fat Joe, Terror Squad. You know the Terror Squad? It was Remy, Pun, like even Cuban Link. Nobody was talking about fucking Fat Joe. He just became... <laughs> Tony Sunshine was a thing before right. Fat Joe for one time. Yeah, it was like... But, but somehow Fat Joe... like. He's been around all of this stuff, but he's never necessarily been great at anything. So, yeah, the, the ver- as soon as I saw the verses, I was like, oh, this crowd, because this crowd is also a crowd that probably grew up on Ja Rule music. Like, I was like, you know, I was entering my adult years, like, and I, and I just hated that shit. But I, there was a reason why I was number one, and that's a whole lot of nostalgia. Enough years have passed, and Ja Rule has endured enough uh, criticism, jokes, like he's seen it all. Firefest. Yeah. Like he's he's good. Like you can't say anything's gonna cut him any deeper than it's already been cut. So he does his verses now, and then people go, Yeah, I remember that song because the wound ain't fresh anymore. Those are scars, and he's good. Fat Joe came out here talking shit. Like I had it on mute. Like I watched it. I forgot what else was on that night. Wasn't was that Raw was on that night? Was it Monday? No, it's Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. What the fuck was I watching Tuesday? NXT 2.0. NXT, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah I was watching that. NXT, so I had it on mute, and I would like unmute it to see what the next song was. I was like, hated it, and I, I muted it again because I just didn't like any of their music. But I knew it, and then I would go on Twitter. And I was like, "Yo, Charles watching Fat Joe," and I was like, "Surprise!" So it was I'm like eighteen surprised. rounds to two. Jesus, it might have been eighteen one and one. Like it, it was ugly. And with Fat Joe, come on, like you got what's love, but Ja Rule had a Shanti out first. So that was a wash all the way up. Just got lost because it took him an hour and a half to play it. He had no back. He didn't play early enough. I'm not even being funny. I'm asking this as a real question. All the way up is a Fat Joe song, but I swear to God, it was a French Montana song forever. I mean, French is on the hook. I know. But I'm just saying in my head, you play all the way up. I don't see Fat Joe. I see French Montana. And Remy has the best verse. Right. See what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> so yeah i mean that's that's very true lean back remy has the best verse she has the best verse on like every song yeah yeah it was she carried the verses for a second for him. 
then yeah, deep cover. The sunshine track is dope, but he tried talking shit beforehand. That got lost in the sauce. We taking over. I'm so hood. I mean, he doesn't have the best verse on either of those. I don't remember him rapping on any of those songs. No, well, he's not there. <laughs> I know he's there. He's there in name. But again, if you play the song, I may rap the verse, like a Remy verse from a song. It gets to Fat Joe's part, and I'm like, looking for gum or eating my food. Like, yeah. I'm not rapping along to a Fat Joe verse. It doesn't happen. Yeah, some shit with uh, J-Lo. Um, he played the enemy with Big L, but only let Big L's verse rock. And then that got Good. lost. Yeah. Don't ever don't ever rap on some shit the Big L was on, right? Like that's what I'm saying. Like, there's nothing Fat Joe has that you're like, man, you did such a good job with that song, Joe. Yo, the man, best one was My Lifestyle. I love my lifestyle as a track, as a song. And he opened up with it. And I was like, oh, we in here. And then it just it went downhill from there. Oh, we out of here. Yeah, quick, quick, fast. So I don't know that the only other thing is, and I want to see if you agree. People are like, it's time to stop with the New York versus. They signed the deal with MSG, so they kind of have to be there once a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, like, all right, well, I mean, you ain't got the money to put up for these versus, so it's got to happen there. Yes, there has to be a South versus. You just got to go back down South again. We did Jeezy and, and Gucci. We got to do another one. Like, I just don't know who. And New York's like the epicenter of hip hop. I mean, yeah, you got to do a West Coast one at some point, but yeah, no, you still got to do. Come on, it's, you can't. I still want Tribe stuff. versus Outcast, which could fit in MSG. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that because I, I, I'll just get mad. <laughs> no, I mean, it, come on, we'd be an They can't Outcast lose that. What? Yeah, Outcast is winning that. Like, mm. but I mean, Tribe will make us feel good. They're not getting washed, mm. but. Outcast has a response for every tribe track outside of scenario. The tribe has a response for every Outcast song. Not every. No, 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 no. Yes, they do. No. You get it. What wait, what, what better what song? And now listen, this is why I said this this verses would make me mad. Because <laughs> I just this it'd be a lot of draws here. What song is just outright better than electric relaxation? Without like I don't want to say wasting, right? But not without like putting up the radio singles. Um, I would personally play Hootie Who against it. Hootie Who is not better than Alexa Relaxation. And I, lo- I love Hootie Who. I love Hootie Who. That's what I would put up against. Yeah, but it, and it I loses. think I would win. No. Nothing beats electric Relaxation. You just got to take the L. If you want, I could put up Rosa Parks against that and everyone no. voting Rosa. No, they're everyone. not. What the fuck is wrong with you? No, they're not. Because it's more. It's no. more. No, like no, it's playing no. way more people understand it more. And I'm not saying it's Are a better song, but I think Rosa Parks wins Wait, the court no. of public Here, opinion against here's that. why. Here's why. I'm gonna stop you right there. Here's why. Electric relaxation, yes, for all of the older heads, yes, we love it. It was the fucking theme song of the Wayans brothers. It was <laughs> that's why so, and then, so again, the, Rosa the younger Parks. folks, that shit came on every night on UPN. Like you had, you yes. heard electric relaxation. Rosa Parks is not beating electric relaxation. Rosa Parks electric being. relaxation. No, it's not. Electric relaxation is one of the top 10, to me, greatest hip hop samples of all time. 
No, that's fair. I'm not shitting on the song by no No, Rosa Parks is not beating that. I love Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks is not beating electric relaxation. It's so no tough. fucking way. It's so tough. No fucking way. It's so tough. You are drunk. No I way. I can't I can't say I I'm just saying Rosa Parks would win the battle of public opinion there. No, I can't wouldn't. say that it is a better song. So I'm not it disagreeing. It would not win battle of public opinion. I, we're putting it up wouldn't. a poll. Go ahead. All right. Those, there's going to be a bunch of people like, yo, that's the Wayne's brother's thing. No, we need you to put it on the poll. Because no, I want no, you. You don't want me to put it up. I want you to put it up because last time up, I put it up and then I know where that's going to go. I want you to put it up. Just one song for one song. Dog, if I put it up and even mention this is the debate we had on the podcast, everybody knows that you were the person that picked Rosa Parks. Fine. I just want them to vote. That's cool. I don't care. Okay. I don't care who they think put what. Listen, oh, we're boy. talking about a hypothetical versus between yeah. outcast and this. And if these two songs were paired against each other, which one wins this round? Oh, boy. All right. And I think Rosa Parks takes oh, it. Oh, my God. We will see. You've we lost should, your mind. We will see it update this. Yeah, um, this is a wrestling show. Usually your goddamn Mikhail <laughs> moments come during the wrestling portion. Not uh, here. Right here. Uh, right here. The, well, the hip hop portion has some classics as well. Yeah. Um, shout out to, to Pippa Butterfly. So, you know, I'm, I'm consistent all the way around, baby. In all areas, the hot takes never stop. Uh, let's hit the break because we got to get into pro wrestling because what a huge week it is. Big E is WWE champion. Don't go anywhere. Hey, everyone. It's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, just that quick, we are back. Time to talk pro wrestling. A guy, Big E, won the WWE title. Dre, we got to start it from the, from the top. Monday, around, what, 2 p.m. West Coast time, the tweet drops. And E says, you know what? This is it. I'm cashing in tonight. Make sure everyone's watching. Tonight, I become WWE champion. And everyone loses their shit. Already, the entire wrestling Twitter is buzzing because of this. Faye Jackson might have to go on a second trial because of this. She was like, if Big E wins, he got my virginity. Shout out to Faye. It was hilarious. Uh, it was one of those moments, much like Kofi Mania, but it was smaller in a vacuum because we only had four hours to get our emotions ready before we knew it was happening. Kofi Mania, we, we saw it coming for months. And it was like, yo, they, they could fuck it up and Booker T him, but we kind of knew what was coming. This one was like, all right, we didn't expect him to cash in now. Damn, I thought he was going towards like Mania season. It came up real quick and the excitement built. On your end, how did you feel when you saw the tweet? And then I'm sure what was your reaction to everyone else responding to it and the swell of momentum behind E after the tweet? Um, well, obviously I can't give up too much inside ball because he's my friend. So I won't go into too much detail, but when I did see the tweet, 
Um, I was like, wow, really? Today? Okay. This is weird, right? I don't have time to get excited. It's happening so fast. Yep. Um, I... I knew, I understood why it was happening. Monday Night Football, AEW popped this big rating. We need to respond. That's, to me, that's why I felt like it was happening. I can't confirm nor deny that, but that's what I felt. I've never confirmed it with anybody, just to say. But that, and I was like, God, all right, well, I guess we'll, I mean, we're going to take it, right? Like, this is not a W we're going to pass on. We're going to take this W, but man, it felt weird because it just it just came out of nowhere. There was like no build. There was nothing. It was just like, all right, he's gonna cash in on Lashley or Orton tonight, and uh, then it happened, right? And it, you know, obviously this became appointment viewing for somebody like myself. Um, you know, obviously I talked to E, and we've had conversations. I I talked to Kofi that day. Like we had, we just talked about the day and how this was all coming up quick, and um. And I ended up, ended up watching Raw. And I never watched Raw, like, all the way through. But I ended up watching Raw. And uh, I just, it, it felt like it was building. And I was like, and y'all know, I've said this before. I've told you in the past, do not tell me what happens. I just want to be surprised. And he doesn't tell me. And I'm watching all the segments he's in. And I was like, there's no fucking way he's going to lose, right? Like, in my head, I was like, this is ridiculous. There's no way he's going to lose this match. He's on, like, 12 segments on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> it's outrageous. And, you know, the match happens with Orton, which is a pretty good match. And in my and again, in my head, I didn't ask him. I was like, uh, how is this going to work as a face, right? Like, last he's got to win. But you just cash in on somebody who got beat up? <laughs> and that, that's, in my head, it just feels weird. And I mean, they kind of did it that way. Like, you know, I guess what helped numb it was lastly beating the shit out of Orton after the match. Yeah. And then he comes out and then you have that near fall where lastly spears. E, and I was like, you, like when that happened, I was like, Get the fuck out of here. You're not going to lose. And then he wins. And then, you know, I'm just staring at my TV like, oh my God, this motherfucker's a champ. <laughs> like in my head, I was like, this motherfucker's my, like my friend. Like, listen, I'm going to put it like this. If me today were to meet 15-year-old me, and I was like, hey, little Andreas, there's going to be a black WWE champion. And 15-year-old Andreas would quote, if you don't get the fuck out of my face with that shit, that's what 15-year-old Andreas would say, did ass. And then I would say, wait, wait, slow down, young buck. Not only will there be a black, the third <laughs> black, and if you count the rock, the fourth, third black WWE champion, He'll also be one of your best friends in the whole world. I probably would have shot me. Get the, stop playing. <laughs> stop playing with me. And not only that, you guys are making a cartoon together to change how how Black history is taught in school. This all sounds like bullshit, right? It all just sounds utterly ridiculous. Seems scripted. Seems like a pro wrestling scripted scene. <laughs> Listen, Vince McMahon couldn't get his writers to write this one because he pooped all over that shit. But I, as it happens, so I'm, it's happening and he's celebrating in the ring and I'm just I get a little emotional. I'm like, yo, my boy is WWE champ. Just last year, just last year before we re- even started our Heroes Rock, like you guys don't know, but me and E for at least, yeah, it's been a while, three years that we've, we've talked every day. 
like literally every single day. And it was a friendship that started off of hip hop and like MMA. And it, we talk about movies and TV and politics. And, you know, you guys, I was on the New Day podcast last year. Like, but when the pandemic hit, we talked a lot more. And it was like, not just every day, it'd be like multiple times a day. And we just talk about, you know, life. And there's, there's two things that got me through the pandemic outside of my family was the reverse rat pack our group chat because being at home and, you know, I don't have like a big family or anything like that. I talk to these guys every day and E and Johnny when we formed our heels rock, but obviously Johnny came along a little bit later. Um, so we talk every single day about what we're going to do. And me and E are very similar with our outlooks in life, which is another reason why we're really close. We don't get excited about much. We don't have necessarily have egos. So I would joke with them and I'd be like, yo, when I started doing our, when me and Kel started doing our podcast, we was like, yo, he's going to be the champ one day. And then you did the New Day promo. And I was like, it's over. <laughs> okay, it's, it's a wrap. You guys are done. Like, we said it on this podcast. You can go back and find the episode. It was over. When E, Kofi, and Woods did their original New Day promos, it was over. Oh, we thought it was the worst shit ever. It was the worst shit ever. Everybody knows this. They survived that. That's crazy to me that those three have survived that. Anybody else would be dead. And so for the past few years, and especially during the pandemic last year, now after Kofi wins, of course, it's like, wow, Kofi won. The doors kicked off the engines. And, you know, I, even after that, I was like, E, one day going to be champ. And he was like, nah, I'm never going to be champ. Never going to be champ. Kofi's paid his dues. People got behind Kofi because Kofi's been around for so long. Me, I'm just a big, you know, I'm not the tallest guy. You know, I'm, you know, I got a big men bumping me, you know, all this shit. And I was just like, no, nah, man, one day you're going to be champ. It's going to happen. And he would tell me shit like, yeah, one day you're going to be the, like the, one of the best writers. He's like, you're already one of the best people. And I like, e, shut up. He's like, take your own advice sometimes. Right. Like that's we do this all the time. Every day we have these conversations. He's champ now. And it's like, I told you, I told you you'd be champ one day. And like we we talked all night that night now it was mostly text because he got like a billion text messages but it happened and the outpouring of love from the community like i'm you know and, and by proxy i get a lot of this shit right like people in my dms like congratulations like motherfucker i ain't doing nothing I, I was just <laughs> i just watched it like he did it like he did it and i'm always in awe of people who do things that i could never do i could never be a wrestler i'm not that big I could me being WWE champ sounds ridiculous. It'll never happen. I could do things like I could write a book or I could do other shit, but I could never be the WWE champion. He's the WWE champion. He happens to be one of my best friends in the entire fucking world. And it happens to be somebody I'm working really close with on a really dope project. And I, I it happened so fast that I didn't have a chance to get myself ready for how it was going to feel with Kofi. Like we were out there for Kofi mania. Like, for the whole week, we were like, this motherfucker can't lose. Like, yeah. we, like if, if we lose this ball, we're going to burn down. And let, let life stay. Like, 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 as the week went on, like, Wale Mania, it was like building and building and building. And you just was like, Kofi's got to win. Kofi's got to win. Like, he, but we had that momentum. All those months, building, building. This was like, yo, I'm cashing in. What? Wait. Hold on, man. Like, I ain't ready for this shit yet. <laughs> then it fucking happened. And... For me, I'm big. I tell you guys this all the time. I'm big on moments. 
And moments don't necessarily have to do with what happens in the ring. I watched everything, everything that happens. I watched E win that, like when Kofi won, I watched it so many times. And I'm mute, guys, so I made that video of all people's reactions. I watched, somebody sent me an angle that I didn't see. It's E winning the title. You know, he's at an outpouring of emotion, which is genuine. And I, I texted him, before, you know, like, if you win, soak it in. And he's standing on the turnbuckle. He's got the title in his hands. The sprint that Kofi and Woods made <laughs> from the gorilla to the ring. And Kofi, who is, I believe he's 40 now, jumping up and down like a child. That got me. Because you spend your whole life hoping that somebody will run that fast to celebrate your victories. That's genuine love. That wasn't like, we got to do this for the cameras. If you look at that sprint, watch it. Watch how fast these two book to the ring. And they slide and they jump in and they're jumping up and down. And he gets emotional for that real brief second. I told him, I saw, I saw it in you. You was going to cry, wasn't you? And you, you live for those moments. And I, you know, if anybody listens to New Day podcast, Kofi always talks about goosebumps, right? Like he always talks about that shit. Me and Kofi FaceTime the morning that after he made the announcement. And I'm FaceTiming Kofi in there at the gym. And I asked, you know, I'm like, Kofi, like, yo, this shit is crazy. Like, this shit is happening. And Kofi, like, he he pulls the camera into his arm. And he's like, look at goosebumps. Like, I, because he was like, when I won, it, you know, it's like, it's me and it's cool. But nobody deserves it more than him. And I think that's one thing that a majority of us can agree on. That if you've ever watched a Big E promo, if you've ever interacted with him on social media, or you've ever laughed at his New Day podcast, or if you had the luxury like me to talk to him every day, there is prob- there aren't too many people better than Big E. Not as a wrestler, but as a human being. Like, Our Heroes Rock is a thing that we started because me and him talked every day. But furthermore, he would take walks after George Floyd died. And it's crazy because the George Floyd thing was so big for him because it was the first time that he could sit at home and sit with it. Usually wrestlers are on the road all the time, but he had the opportunity to sit at home with it. And yeah. we talked about that. And I was like, yo, he, and he asked me, he's like, man, like, I, I don't know what to do with this. And as the months passed and he started wearing the, the, he had Johnny design that gear. And I was like, yo, this is bigger than gear. But he was like, I just want to do something that helps kids. And he doesn't have any kids. Right. And he's just, but this is where his heart is. And it's like, this motherfucker, this, this dude is the champion. We've heard about champions being shitty people, like Shawn Michaels being a shitty person. Or we've heard about other wrestlers just being shitty people. This is like one of the best people I've ever met in my entire life. And he's a champ. I'm blown away. And it is Thursday as we're recording this podcast. And I have, I talked to E today because he's been doing like a billion interviews, including yours, Kel. But I know <laughs> he did yours early. Yeah. And it's still not, I know it's not sinking in for him yet. Like he's still like, wow, this, I'm the champ. And I'm like, dog, you're the champ. <laughs> like you're the, we have a meeting tomorrow about our heels rock. And the funny thing is, and this is like a quick aside. And then I've talked enough about this, but he's backstage getting ready to cash in. And we get a text about a meeting this week. This motherfucker answers the text. I'm like, what are you doing? You're about to have the biggest moment of your pro wrestling career. And he's like, yeah, but this is kind of important. I'm like, what is, who is this man? They don't make him any better than Big E. Kel, you got a chance to meet him. Other people have had a chance to meet him. They don't make him like that. That there's, if there's, 
you can hit your wagon to that motherfucker and you can make a wish you could crush it you could do all these things and he just happens to be a black man who loves black people and is a hip-hop head <laughs> mma head and loves seinfeld this is the redefinition of the black superstar and i mean damn perfect way to put it that is what my article is about not just biggie winning not just him becoming the fourth wwe champion but i made it a point to highlight who he is and who he didn't have to become to become champion and he didn't have to be a heel you know he didn't have to turn on his boys he didn't, which is a huge thing in WWE. It's like, that's the only thing they write. Like, no, he didn't have to turn on his boys. Yeah, they separated for a second, but they're always the new day. And they were all in that ring celebrating with him. He didn't have to be anyone but himself, which is a luxury, black athletes, minority athletes, shit, women athletes, Asian pro wrestlers still going through it. Like, that you don't have. Like, a lot of times you have to play a character if you're a minority, if you're a white wrestler, you could just do whatever you just, you could just be a person and win it. No character needed. But if you're a minority, you have to have a character. You have to have a gimmick. You have to fit a box. And Biggie is eliminating that because he can be goofy. He can be funny. He could do the splits one week. he come out the next week and beat ass for 30 minutes. And I know he doesn't want 30 minute classics, but listen, <laughs> listen, he can do it all. And it's all believable. And, but that's because it's all him. Like you said, like meeting Big E, it was funny. Cause like when we met, it was like, oh, I heard a lot about you. Like, yeah, no, no, sh- I've heard a lot about you. Like, what am I supposed to say back? Like, yes, of course you are Big E though. Like I know a lot about you, but he's like the most humble person in the world. In the world. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, the Big E moniker is, it's kind of, it's weird. Cause it, he doesn't have a big ego at all. Like, he'd be like, yeah, no, nah, man, like, whatever. Like, he just walks around, normalized dude, sweatpants, chilling. Like, he has managed to put all that to the side. Again, you said you guys are very similar. That is another regard in how you guys are very similar. Giving either of you a compliment is the hardest thing to do in this world. Oh, we don't take them well. And I, I've <laughs> given him shit about that for a long time. Like, he, like, so me and E have been in each other's presence only a few times, right? His wrestling road schedule. Like the first time we met in person, in person was at Wally, Wally Mania. We had talked all the time and never oh, yeah. like talked, like physically met each other. That was before Porter? Yeah. Then the Porter okay. thing was after that. So then, yeah, then the Sean Porter thing was after that. And then, you know, and recently SummerSlam and, you know, we hung out. And if you give him a compliment in person, you can watch him squirm. It's like the funniest shit to me. Cause it's like me, him and Kaz were like having this conversation. And it was one of those like, Hey man, I'm proud of you. Like we had brunch and we were like, yeah, it was just a whole lot of proud of you. And like, you know, and I joke, I was like, yo, e-thugs need to e-hug sometimes. Like we'd be on this Twitter shit and people be defending each other, but sometimes you gotta give your boys props and listening to watch like E speaks, you know, you know how he talks and he's speaking very highly of me and Kaz and then it gets to him and he's like squirming because he can't take it. And he's like, oh, I'm just a guy. And I'm like, listen, motherfucker, you guys were just named the greatest tag team of all time, right? You guys are now arguably top three faction of all time. You know, some people may still put the horsemen above you, but you have two champions now, you and Kofi. Yep. Like, and you guys are still together. 
And I was like, I just cut the humble shit out. And every time I say this to him, he was like pot kettle. And I'm like, fuck, he's right. Cause I can't, <laughs> I can't take compliments. My, but the difference between me and him is look, everything's kind of subjective. Like you can say that my writing's great. You can say my writing sucks. You can say my podcast is great. You can say my podcast sucks. I don't have a championship to prove it. He's the champ. <laughs> like there is nothing higher than what he is right now. in The WWE is him and Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. I know whack people have held the title before, but we all know he's not whack. So it's like, he's humble. He's humble. And, and I, it's a great quality to me. And I say it because, you know, I don't have an ego either. Like, we're both very self-conscious of where we are in our lives. And it's like, we always wanted to do more. And I tell him, I was like, dog, you're the champion. He's like, yeah, I got more work to do. It's just getting started. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, most <laughs> wrestlers, this is the pinnacle. It's like, I win the championship. Now it's like, I got to maintain the championship. That's not his mindset. Yes, he wants to stay champion for as long as he can. But he's already thinking about like, well, what's next? What do we do next? He's yeah. like, hey, man, how do, I, how do I help you up? And you guys pay very close attention to the next. Like I tweeted this the other day. Things are happening. And people are like, what is it? What's happening? And it had nothing to do with E-Cashian. Some people were like, you knew. And I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> but there are some things happening. Pay attention to the next 45 days. Just pay very close attention. Between what he may not tweet it as much, I might allude to it. When it happens, you will know. But the things that he's been working on and the things that you know I've been working on, and fucking Johnny is that man's incredible. And things are happening. It's not just our heroes rock, it's just it's stuff. But he's like, he's an advocate for it all. So I don't know. I spent a lot of time talking, man. This is just, that's, that's my friend. And it's like, I've never thought I would have a friend. Like I never had a friend, like win the NBA finals. Right. But it's like, my friend is WWE champion of the world. That's fucking nuts. It's insane. Crazy. And it's, it's funny. Cause like the WWE interviews, it's not like I could just hit up E and be like, oh, okay, let's talk. So we got to go through WWE and everything for it to be a print and all that good stuff. So I still have like a limited time in a window. So I'm trying to get all these questions in and ask the questions without us like, you know, being chummy and just going off uh, the rails in the interview for the time. But one thing he did talk about, well, two, right. Talked for like three minutes about Brody and the FaceTime call he received um, from the fam the next day, you know, his wife, uh, the two kids, it, he was like, that's like my family now. We are family. He's like, that call meant so much to me. So talk about that. And then the other thing, which you talk about is these talk about looking forward and what's next. We talked about, okay, but now it's Wood's turn. Yep. I'm like, sir, you just, you just got the belt on Monday. He's like, no, that's cool. But now like, okay, what are we doing with Woods? Cause he's the most underrated guy in the WWE. He was like, he had a banger against Matt Riddle, then a cage match against Lashley. He's like, no, Wood, Woods is up there too. I was like, well, we got to get the king of the ring back, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, Woods, Woods really wants this. And I was like, you guys got to sprint when Woods wins it. He was like, oh, we're on it. And I was like, you know, it, it's one of those things where he was already looking at that. Like, okay, cool, but what's what's up with Woods? And I was like, damn. Like, it's 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 always about someone else. And really, 
and we've said this and talked about this several times on a podcast, and I mean it, he is John Cena plus some. <laughs> he is. Black Cena. He is Negro, like that. Negro Cena, <laughs> Yankees hat and Tim's. <laughs> like he, he can do all of that, but reach an even higher audience. The kids love him. He's a fa- you know the families love him. He sells. He has the huge smile, the colors, the colorful stuff. He he does all of this. He's everything you want in a champion. Plus, he hits a whole different demographic that Cena is an amazing person that Cena can't even hit. Yeah, he he is that, and he lives that every day, just like John Cena going to all the Make a Wish stuff. Like it's kind of just who John Cena is. Now. Like it, he does a lot of that shit off the strength, and that's who he is, and he likes doing that. Like he has that same humility. He has that same empathy for everyone, regardless if he knows them or not. Yeah. It's very I mean it's yeah, the sky the sky's the limit. And the last thing I'm glad you talked about Woods because you know, we've talked about this podcast, like when we took Woods to meet two cold Scorpio and that <laughs> yeah. that being a moment. And it's like I I don't talk to Woods or Kofi as much as I talk to E, but Woods is a guy who it <sighs> I don't want to say he's like Demetrius Johnson in the UFC because he's got a lot more charisma, right? But Woods is one of the most passionate, creative, kind-hearted, um, and he's like the true definition of a black nerd, right? He's like a blurred for real, for real. Like even like there are things that we'll talk about, and even like I'm out, like because you know me and Woods are like big in video games, and you know, but he plays a lot of shit that I'm like I'm okay. Like they play the shit out of Uno um, online, him. Cole, Cesaro, and yep. Calabrese. They play it all the time. And Woods has made his way in this industry. Like all this G5, all this video game shit, all the, like the, you know, him dressing up as Scott Hall. I think it's G4, but I guess. I mean, G- is it G4? Whatever. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, fuck if I know. I, I just know G5 is a plane, but sure, it's G something. That's whatever. Anyway, but he, Woods has, has made all these inroads in ways that I've never seen other wrestlers do black white anything he's in a, in a whole nother culture and i'm not saying the wwe doesn't support it they need to support it more because that dude is special and he can wrestle it's like not like there was a time when like i watched him as consequences creed and i joke with him about that i was like motherfucker i watched you as consequences creed and like tna <laughs> he's like you really watch that shit i was like yeah with them goofy ass apollo creed trunks on but you could go a lot of people don't know you can go when, when you get in the ring, you can go. And after that match with Riddle, we talked. He was like, I just had to remind people I can go. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that motherfucker could go. I don't know if, if Vince will ever see him as WWE champion material, but somebody got to give Woods his flowers. Cause that dude is just incredible as and a this, person. Everyone doesn't have to hold the main belt, which is cool, but I need, I need him to be an IC champion. I need him to be a king of the ring. Something, you know? Something. something. Like that 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 singles push. Because, again, he's one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. If that's if that's the only thing you're known for, you're okay. Yeah. Like there's, there's no shame in that. You're one of the top three, five tag teams ever. And the WWE list came out and put them at number one already. And it's like, you know what? Who can really argue against that? Like, you're in the greatest tag team of all time, according to your company. Oh, but there's more. So, yeah, I just, one of those accolades. And it's dope where he's just like, yeah, he's not 
you know, beating the drum. I got to be world champion or I got to be universal champ. No, he's just like, I want to be the king of the ring. Cause he's kind of obscure like that. Yeah. He, and I mean, dog, y'all, y'all forget this motherfucker graduate master's degree. Like he's not your average talent. He's brilliant. Yeah. Like he's not just a wrestler with a great personality. He like, I think Woods personally, especially after getting to know him, like there's a story there that has not even been close to being told about his road to pro wrestling because he really didn't have to do this. Like East transition was like Iowa football, powerlifter, got hurt. All right, let's try this pro wrestling thing. Oh, I'm actually pretty good at this. And like he becomes a thing. Woods could have been like anything. Yeah. And he chose pro wrestling to, to so he could express himself. Like Where's the 24 on Woods? We got the 24 on Kofi, got the 24 on E. Yeah. So when, when E tells you that, like some people look at it as like a line. I got to hope help my brother. No, man. He means that shit. Woods, he's like, what are we doing for Woods? Woods is next. He's right. Woods is special, man. Woods is a very special person. Not even close to getting his flowers. Not even close. They honestly, though, now that we talk about it, they could be the first faction where every member becomes a heavyweight champion. They could. Woods is like the youngest of them, right? So we have the youngest. Okay, but we we got some time. So like, yeah, what? There's a program in there, especially with like how big he's blown up with video games and everything else, and he's a crossover star. There's a program in there where Woods could be a champion. Yeah, like I mean, you know. <laughs> We just talked about Kofi and like the momentum. Imagine Woods winning the Royal Rumble. Just some people are gonna hate this that I said this, but it's just imagine it. Like Woods wins the Royal Rumble, and you've got all these months to build to him to WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, it's money. You, if they, and I get it, they aren't in touch with their audience, right? So I'm saying if when I know the answer to this, but if they were in touch with their audience. And knew about, you know, as equally as big as hip hop culture is and music culture and leaning into all of that, which they're trying to do. Um, as big as that is with the youth, that shit's minuscule compared to the gaming culture and the cosplay culture right now. Right. Minuscule. They're all watching Twitch, YouTube, watching other people play games, all cosplaying. Every single one of my kids delve in one of those realms. They all watch anime. Yeah. What is that? He's the prototype for what is cool for kids ages three when you can pick up an iPad, maybe two, through 22. He's the prototype of what they all like now. And he loves the Golden Girls. He loves Golden Girls. I can't. I can never hate on somebody who loves Golden Girls. Yeah. So, um, we spend a lot of time talking about this. I, let's I do, let's hit a break because we got to do. I want to. I want to ask. Though. I want to ask this one thing though before okay. we do hit the break. Now he's champ, right? Yep. Now I'm pulling back. It's not my friend anymore. He's WWE champ. He won it on a random ass Monday night. Yep. Stream rules is coming up. I guess we assume there's gonna be a rematch with Lashley. I don't know. Has to be. The challenge now for the WWE that now that they went and pulled the trigger on this is he's going to have to sustain this momentum. Yep. And the problem with this is Extreme Rules is this month. Next month, I believe, is Crown Jewel. Yep. What's the month after that? Survivor Series. What does that mean? 
I, I'll give it to you from my end because he didn't say this like in terms of this is what we're doing. But he, when we were talking during the interview, he lent a pretty good idea out there, right? And he kind of made the roadmap that would make sense. And he did it in passing. Like he was just thinking it as he said it, but it would make the most sense. And hopefully he has a voice where they listen. Extreme rules, you run it back, him and Lashley, right? Cool. They go, however that plays out, he wins. He just won the belt, him and Lashley. You don't end that feud. At Crown Jewel, he said the one thing he really wants is for the Hurt Business to come back. He was like, yo, they were a pandemic faction and they were hot. They deserve to be in front of a crowd. You work it into it that Lashley, you know what? Fuck it. Lashley should win at Extreme Rules, but do it in a fashion or maybe get like DQ'd or just doesn't even care about getting the pin. Maybe not win, you know, or like Lashley loses and then Biggie's trying to celebrate the new day come out again. And you have the Hurt Business come in and wreck the new day. And Big E wants a match, New Day, a trios match versus her business. I think that works for October. And then he was like building a momentum for all of us going into Survivor Series. Yeah, it's cool for me to go one-on-one against Reigns. He was like, but we don't need that if Reigns is still champion. It could be him versus Brock Lesnar and two big men bump meet, which I would also love to see. But if Reigns is still champion, he said, no, me and Reigns would be cool. But don't people want to see the New Day versus the Bloodline? He's like, why can't we do that at Survivor Series? And I was like, damn it, take my money now. At the end of the interview, I was like, yo, by the way, um, just letting you know, if that happens, me and Dre are out there at Survivor Series. Because there's no way we're missing you and Reigns. You had everyone else in there, and that's a five-star match. Yeah. Uh, The problem is is I just don't believe Vince is going to do it. I think that's the key. (laughs) <laughs> I think Vince, like Vince has fallen in love with this idea. It's so stupid. You do the draft and then you do Survivor Series like a month later when they go, this is the only time the two brands will face each other. Well, they were just on different brands last week facing yeah. each other. Made a lot more sense when it was in June. Yeah, like you, you got to separate those two things because the novelty of Survivor Series, what it is now is whack. And if you put Reigns and E together now, I think it's stupid. Because if Reigns goes over, it hurts E. And E can't go over on Reigns, and nobody's going to be happy with a non-finish. Yeah. So I think... The trios match makes a lot of sense. Somebody else can eat the pick. Yeah, it makes a lot... I mean, dude, an old-school Survivor Series-style match. I mean, me, I personally like to see the Hurt Business get back together versus the New Day versus the Bloodline. Listen, I'm with that. Triple Threat Survivor Series match. I'm with that. Or if you want to go fours, if you really want to go fours... Give me the bloodline getting Naomi and bringing her in and giving her a little push. And then the New Day storyline is they, they got to find a woman to help join them. I mean, you could do that. There's, there's options. I just think the worst option of them all is to have Big E and Roman Reigns wrestle at Survivor Series with nothing on the line. It only makes sense to me if you do a champion versus champion match and a winner takes all, I hate those arbitrary ass matches where you just do it just to do it. Cause all you're doing is hurting one of your champions. Yeah. And it usually doesn't, you know, if it's like AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar, right. You Which know, came I, off very well. Yeah. <laughs> but, but at the same time, you also go, well, Brock could kill most people. So that's believable. 
Yeah. But if Reigns goes over on E, people would, I don't know how people would feel about that because E just became the champion. Mm. I, don't sacrifice one of your champions in a bullshit Survivor Series match. Go old school style. And there's he, ways you can get, get the out heel of has to win because he can just cheat to be E. So, I mean, right. he's not going to beat him clean. That's what I'm saying. Go old school style. Tights holding, leg, rope, but don't yeah. have him go over clean in a one-on-one championship match. This, this is about to get really interesting for E's title run because also, what happens with Lashley and Goldberg? You know what? I don't know. I thought like Goldberg would be back for Crown Jewel, which he still could be. So again, if you blow off the Lashley thing at Extreme Rules, there is a clip out there that says Big E has a dream match. (laughs) And his dream match isn't the five-star matches. No, he wants to face Goldberg. And I think everyone would pop for that just because of that clip. Yeah, that's it. I mean, the men bumping meat would be everywhere. And like, just to be clear, that's not a that's not a joke. <laughs> like people think he's making it as like a joke. <laughs> he wants to wrestle Goldberg. Like he's serious. Like I have a Goldberg autograph card. I don't know where my the hell my grandmother found this thing. Like when I was younger, she had, I have an autographed Goldberg card card, and I was on the phone with E one day, and I Facetimed him. I was like, "Look what I found in my garage!" This motherfucker popped. Like he was like somebody <laughs> won the championship. He's like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "You're serious about this Goldberg shit? He's very serious." <laughs> Listen, give the man what he wants, because Goldberg, wants? you're probably paying him for Crown Jewel anyway. Yeah. So yeah, we've seen the the Lashley match. Like, no, you know what? It's pretty interesting to have Goldberg versus E. It's tough because there's no heel. But just build it as a dream match. Oh, just just an update. Just an update. Um, I put that poll up, Outcast versus Electric Realization, and Rosa Parks is winning right now. Oh, 61 to 39. It's very early. One third. It's it's early, but I feel like that one, that that two-thirds to one-third thing plays out. I'm telling you, the court of public opinion, Rosa Parks, it is just aged so well. And it's in everyone's consciousness still. Like, it's just a, a song where it's gotten bigger through time, even from when it was released. It's probably one of the top three songs ever. And you couldn't say that maybe in 2000. Yeah, 2000. I'll, I'll just keep you updated. The polls, yeah. the polls up it's very early. <laughs> All right. But Rosa Parks is winning that. Um, let's hit the break. When we come back, let's finish this off with NXT 2.0 and AEW Dynamite. Uh, we'll just run through Dynamite a little bit because their schedule for next week is bonkers. So it's going to be one hell of a run for them next week. I, I love it. And uh, then it's the draft for WWE after that. So it, it's a great time in pro wrestling, man. Everyone is crushing it. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. We'll get right back to the show in a second, but first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals to teams, player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. 
Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we are back. Final segment time. NXT 2.0. We don't got to talk too in-depth. We don't got to go too crazy. <laughs> I don't want to be a hot take machine with NXT because, you know, it's near and dear to my heart. Dre, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I got smoking skull. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm being real vulnerable right now. I'm being real honest. I'm worried, man. Like, it was, it was stuff I liked. There was a lot of shit I didn't understand. I like the new look. I like it being brighter. I like how they set up the fans. Um, I think it'll give what they want, that original NXT feel, where you can get a real judge of who's going over. The the black, the dark, the monotonous, like, you you don't know. It, it was cool when you had the pandemic and you had to beat on the hockey boards and shit like that. Like, no, it, it's different now. So you need the crowd to be a part of it. You have to see who's actually getting over, who they like, who they boo. You, you need that. So I like that change. I'd like to see some new faces. I liked some of the new faces, how they were used and others debuting. Like it was too many new faces. And again, it's, this isn't FCW, but it is early NXT vibes where it's like, we're putting motherfuckers on you've never seen before. And it's sink or swim. I just wonder how long of a leash they're going to give them with it being on TV and with diehards like myself saying, yeah, but this isn't what it was before it was NXT compared to FSW. And it was like, oh, this feels bigger. No, now this feels less. You're rewinding time. So the bar is so much higher. I I don't know about some of these guys. I I don't know. And let Steiner be Steiner, man. Rex Steiner. Come on. Yeah. Don't insult my intelligence. All right. So here's my thing. Right. Was it terrible? No. But I have a problem with this show. And it's it's not... I understand the idea for the new direction. Like, I, I get that. Oh, let's get back to being, like, developmental. Yeah. I like the new look, right? That's cool. But here's my problem. Reboots never work. WCW, reboot, didn't work. ECW, reboot, didn't work. When you acknowledge something as a reboot, you're saying that something was wrong with what you were doing before. Yeah. And in WCW, that may be true. Finger poke up doom, all that bullshit with Russo. <laughs> and then they like, if anybody remembers that uh, Nitro episode that they took all the titles away and started all over, they were doomed at that very moment. They were doomed yeah. prior to that. But it's you acknowledging that you failed and we need to fix this. When TNA didn't necessarily do a reboot, when they brought in Hogan and Bischoff, it was basically suggesting that what we were doing wasn't working when it was working. Yeah. ECW, they rebooted it as to say, we're rebooting ECW. No, we don't want a reboot of ECW. We want ECW. Yep. There was nothing broken about NXT that it needed a reboot. You could have done it without declaring it as anything. You could have just done a new brand logo. You could have done a new set design, basically even blamed it on now we're out of the pandemic, we can do something different. But the moment you call it 2.0, it's saying that something is wrong with what 1.0 was. And because of that, I'm watching this show and I'm like, y'all really trying hard to make me give a shit about people I've never heard of. Mm -hmm. And and to me, didn't they buy Evolve to do that, by the way? Like, 
Evolve is gone. Like this should have just been Evolve well, on the network, and there you, you go. Been fine. You guys bought Evolve, and it was like I thought that was going to be your developmental. Yeah. Now look, I get it. Somebody like Adam Cole had to go because there was nowhere for him to go anymore. He wasn't yep. going to work on the main roster, and he, his time in in NXT was pretty much done, right? And they and you know they wanted to move to a different direction. Yeah. But here here's the issue. Check this out. I hear people say. Well, this is good because NXT, you know, create new superstars. Yeah. Right. But now, if you take away what NXT was, it's not broken, right? If you take NXT what it was and you pull it away, what is WWE? Who's in there? Because oh, you mean like on the top? No one. That's what Kevin Owens would have never been signed if it wasn't for NXT. No. AJ Styles would have never been signed if it wasn't for NXT. Even though AJ didn't go to NXT, his style would have never—he was never somebody that Vince would even looked at. That's why it took him so long to get there in the first place. Nakamura never been signed if it wasn't for NXT. Tyler Black, otherwise known as Seth Rollins, never been signed if it wasn't for FCW and NXT. Sami Zayn, I mean, how many? I mean, Biggie was—he's more along the style of what they're trying to make NXT now because he didn't have an indie career. Yep. I mean, you go down this list and you say, oh, we don't want indie wrestlers. Your whole fucking company is built upon indie wrestlers. Yep. Who Sami Zayn was El Generico on Ring of Honor. Kevin Owens is Kevin Steen. Adam Cole was Adam Cole. Kyle O'Reilly was Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Johnny Gargano was, the, and these are all indie guys that are in NXT, but then you go to the main roster. Riddle would have never gotten signed if it wasn't for NXT. Yeah. So you mean to tell me that you're going to get rid of that shit to start something where you put uh, the great white Kali, I don't know, the not so great white Kali in the main <laughs> event for absolutely no reason Fair. whatsoever. Why didn't you just put the breaker kid in there? He at okay. least won and earned his way into it. But my, my bigger issue is. What, what, what are you explaining to me now? Because you just you had a fatal four away for the title. It didn't headline the show, which makes me think that the NXT title is not that big of a deal. The wedding headlining was great. I love not the wedding. Not as big as Index. But, um, but that's your title. That's your title. Yeah. And the, the issue is, LA Knight loses the opening match, and he's in the title match? <sighs> he did nothing in that title match. It's over for LA Knight. You say that about a lot of people, it's over for him. So he's in the title match. Kyle O'Reilly, for no reason whatsoever, is pulled out of this match. It's kind of over for Kyle O'Reilly, too. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I don't know if he resigned or not, because when you get injured, like it kind of like rolls out. But, yeah, I think the writing's on the wall for him. Yeah. So, okay. So now Kyle is out. LA Knight loses his first match. Who's left? Ciampa and Pete Dunne. Yep. And we it could have just been a one-on-one, because we all knew Right, we all, but we all said Pete Dunne should win this. He doesn't win. They go to Ciampa. Now, some people say, oh, it makes sense because Ciampa's an old grizzled veteran that can put somebody young over. But Ciampa had no momentum coming into this match. No. Pete's had And, and I get it. Right. Pete's also extremely young. People forget. He's not, I don't think he's 25 yet. Is 26. He? Is he 26 now? Yep. So he's young. He's an incredible talent that you've kind of made in NXT, whereas everybody else people know from other indie the indie wrestling world yeah. and you go with Ciampa as the champ and I'm like what the fuck is this I, I don't understand then you have a segment where 
Kushida runs out to challenge Dynamite, Diamond Mine. I'm like, where the fuck has Kushida been? Oh, they've been beefing we... for a second. I know, but I'm just saying, like, he hasn't been prominent. But it makes me say, not about Kushida. But I was like, well, what what is the prestige of these titles? Yeah. Because you're basically, you're rebooting the company. So, like, who cares about the North American title? Because somebody, the person that holds the North American title is an indie wrestler. Yeah. Right? So, and the person who holds the Cruiserweight title is from Japan. And if you're trying to put over all these new guys, it's, the clock is ticking on all three of the champions right now. Well, no. Like, Kushida, yeah, because he's older. But I, I think Swerve... Swerve is, even then, the WWE model, right? It is an indie guy, but you've completely wiped his slate clean. Got rid of his old name. Gave him an entirely new name. Gave him an entirely new gimmick. Gave him an entirely new faction. Just like you did Tyler Black, just like you did other people. I think they're fine with Swerve. It's when you come in being who you were. Even Roddy, to a case... Is safe because he's in Diamond Mine. Young guys in the faction, all that stuff. It's new for him. But he doesn't have a new name, like, you know, Berserk Breaker. So it might be tough. But Swerve is positioned what they want. The key is they forget they can do both. You need the Kevin Owens and those guys. And they got them young enough. They got them 28 years old, 29 years old. Seth Rollins, they plucked. From the Indies, he was 27. You can get independent guys young, which is what I think I heard in that call. Stop signing old independent guys. We might not get Nakamura's anymore. You know, they, even Finn Balor was fringe, but he was 30. That might be like the oldest you go. Like, stop getting just any person on the Indies with a hot name. You get the 25 to 28-year-old Indie guys, and we're changing everything about them, but they have talent. To succeed, El Generico, they changed everything about him to make him Sami Zayn. They'll still sign those guys, not a lot, but they'll still sign some of those guys. Yeah, Jacob Fatu just came. Well, Jacob Fatu was in the bloodline, so it's like again, he's, he's, he's a guy, but he's been an indie guy. They're gonna wipe all that shit clean and bring him in and use the family and stuff. But he's an indie guy, and that's okay. But we're going to give you a blank slate. He's not an old indie guy. They'll still have room for those people. Swerve is the well, perfect example. Well, it's, it's okay. Yeah, Swerve like Champa. It's a wrap. Yeah, Swerve is the the the, the least one. Well, the, the champion I'm least worried about because you're right. He has a new faction. It's getting over. Like, but Kushida feels like yeah, your clock is ticking. Champa, yeah. you're just kind of holding the title. You're going to put somebody over. Swerve is probably in a decent spot. The thing about Swerve is interesting because. If he would have gave Swerve his indie thing, it would have been over. Like good over. Like he like his old music, everything about Swerve. People love Swerve. Yeah. Um they this just is money though. Right. Yeah, now. this this has been really good. Um somebody like Jacob Fatu is not a super indie guy, right? Like he didn't run the gamut like super popular indie. So he's like you can make things work. Yeah. I, I understand, like, I understand. You Rick Steiner's son, but yeah, please call him Steiner. Don't please. Fucking... He wore the outfit, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> like, what are you doing? They did it with Henning's son too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they try to move, oh and it, it, it's very weird when they do that. Shit. I mean, look at Bray Wyatt and uh, Bo Dallas, brothers yeah. in real life. Don't even talk about it. No, nope. but 
and get NXT. rid of Rotunda. Like, what? yeah, NXT, it, they're in it. The reason why I say I'm, I'm giving them a little bit of slack because I can see they're just clearly trying to move out of something and into something, but they still have guys that are under contract. So you still got to, they still got to work. Right. But I, my brain just keeps saying like, yo, it, it never was broken. Like to completely reboot this thing, man, some of the motherfuckers are green, like super green. They're going to have a hard time adjusting if we're, because you say it's never broken, right? But it was never broken to our eyes and what NXT have become. And they've outkicked their coverage. Of course, we love that. It was broken for the main roster because when only what five or six people stick the past five years, four years, it becomes tough. Like you knock Finn, um, Riddle, like really stick, like trying to, you know, force people on. I mean, Ricochet didn't stick. Um, uh, Black is gone. Andrade is gone. Like people weren't sticking for other reasons beyond the control of normal sensibility because all of them are stars. But if it do, they don't stick because it is not what they want at the top, then it's failing. So you got to find more guys like, you know, Big E and more guys like Roman Reigns and still mix in the occasional Seth Rollins in there. Um, Dean Ambrose, which if he would have resigned, they would have loved for him to resign. He just was like, fuck this. I want to go do something else. Um, you got to find those guys. And what's worked for them on the main roster in terms of sticking is lineage wrestlers, second gen, third gen. People who have no background outside of just being super athletes, super clean slate. Even Bianca fits that mold. Charlotte, second gen. Like, they'll figure that out. And then the really, really talented 25-year-old through 30-year-old indie guy where you can wipe the slate completely clean. That's it. Those should be your three categories. And if you reset to that, I think it could work and you can have success. So here, I get what you're saying. Where I disagree is this. Any of the talents fault that the main roster fucked them up? No, 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 no. She got to change up there too. Because you, like- you could create even those three. All three of those break perfectly fine. And you still need an exponential amount of luck because you fucked up people anyway. You almost messed up Big E. You almost messed up the New Day. And you see how great it's been since. You lucked out that they were so incredibly good that they got over on a shitty gimmick. Not everyone could do that. That that's like it's it, it's Vince basically blaming the talent. We're like, no, it's you. It ain't them. It's you. You messed them up. You messed Keith Lee up. You messed Karrion Cross up. Like you didn't have to take him from NXT. You didn't have to take Keith Lee. You could have let Keith Lee be champion longer. Yep. But no, oh, it's poor Karrion Cross. Like it's you. It is you. Hey, funny thing because there was people like. Let it play out. Would Jeff Hardy be carrying across? Yeah, let it play out. Let's see how that worked out. I mean, it played out. Nothing it happened. Got worse. It got worse. They put him but, in demolition BDSM gear. <laughs> but it's like, dog, you can't keep, you can't say, well, we want these guys. No, 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 you don't. You don't know what you want because you get the perfect talent out there. Yeah. Because you didn't want Daniel Bryan, yet you got him and he turned into a moneymaker. You didn't want a CM Punk necessarily, skinny fat guy. But he was so good, he was undeniable, right? Like they want enough talent to be able to get lucky. 
Yeah, but it's like you got a Braun Strowman, and Braun Strowman is like Vince's boner dream, right? Like this yep. giant dude. You fucked him up. Yeah. That Again. wasn't all Braun's fault. <clears throat> no, by no means. He was over, super over. They didn't pull the trigger. It's they deal in a world of luck, not good booking, not good planning. Luck. Stone Cold Steve Austin was luck. If we're keeping it a buck. Like, it changed the entire company. It was luck. If it wasn't for Trips, the hug, the fucking click in the ring, blah, blah. Trips not winning K in the ring that year. Austin winning, cutting the promo. Luck. They couldn't recreate that if they tried. Cena, to a degree, was luck. Because he came up and his debut was not it. They're like, yo, you know what? Let's try this white rapper thing. Luck. Boom. Took off. I mean, like, dude. The, the more talented, young, super athletic people you get in the building, the luckier you're going to get. That's you know, the college football rule. You you hate Boone, right? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what, is, Boone's big, what is Boone's biggest problem there? Oh, okay, he can't manage. Can't make decisions. There you go. So when Boone uh, has closures that shouldn't be closing games, yeah, this is what ridiculous. Vince is doing. He's just giving away, yeah. You're giving away games, and so at some point you got to go. It ain't the players; it's the fucking coach, yep. the manager, right? It's it, Vince. It ain't Ricochet. It ain't Apollo. It ain't Braun. He left, or he got released because you overpaid him, and then you completely ruined him. It ain't Bray. It ain't Bray. It's you. You're miss like you have an all star team. And you're you're making money, but you're like a 500 squad right now. Yep. You should be overachieving. That ain't the talent's fault. The talent is it's not their fault that they're all not getting over. Listen, Roman Reigns is the greatest iteration of Roman Reigns that felt like begrudgingly happened after all these years of you forcing him down our throat to be the person that he never was meant to be. Oh, uh, imagine how big he would be if they would have just listened and done this originally. Yeah, I mean, they wasted look, four years. Right. Like, you know, you could have started him off as a baby face. I get it. Right. But when he beat the Undertaker and he got in that ring and said, this is my yard now. And they booed his ass out the fucking building. Should have been this. That was the moment. Yep. And you missed the bus. That ain't Roman's fault. That's your fault. I I don't understand. That's why I'm saying with this whole NXT thing, he's looking for uh, something else to blame other than himself. So now he wants to reboot NXT. He wants to like he thinks that him producing it is going to help it? No. I mean, again, when you're in your own bubble, you don't know better. And when you can't fire yourself, these are things that happen. Because you can't. <laughs> when you can't fire yourself. So this is what Oof. happened. This is the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry hasn't won a Super Bowl since 92. 93? Like, he can't fire himself. So you're going to go through a million GMs, a million coaches. Or excuse me, he's the GM. But you're going to go through a million coaches uh, you're going to shuffle the roster. You're going to spend some years. You're going to rebuild some years. You're going to be like, hey, should I pay Dak Prescott? Yeah. He's a fucking like top a, five QB. What is taking so long? Of course you got to pay Dak Prescott. Oh, but I don't know. Because you know what? The one problem is you're looking, well, can Dak Prescott get us over the hill? Is he a Super Bowl quarterback? Yes, if you weren't the GM, if you weren't the owner, you have the talent to win Super Bowls. The constant you is you. The WWE has the talent to be double what they are in the ratings, to be a great sports entertainment company and 
employ great professional wrestlers. You can tell amazing stories, which they don't even do, and that's their focus. You can have amazing writing, tell amazing stories, and have enough time to have amazing matches. You can do both. This isn't an and-or thing. But Vince no longer knows how, and he's looking to get lucky. And that's it. He ain't even looking to get lucky. He thinks he knows better. And last thing, we can talk about Dynamite. If you're trying to build sports entertainers, nobody wants that shit. Nobody. I mean, people There's love n- The Rock. They love Cena. But, like- but no, 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 no. They were pro wrestlers. Stop calling them sports entertainers. They're pro wrestlers. Nobody like nobody is at home going, man, I can't wait to watch sports entertainment tonight. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. No. When, when my pops walks in the room and I'm watching pro wrestling, whether it's WWE or New Japan, he goes, you're watching pro wrestling? It's because it's pro wrestling. You're trying to make something that nobody's asking for. You're trying to create something like this. You know, it's like uh, it's like rappers trying to create their own category of rap. Mm-hmm. I'm horrorcore rap when horrorcore was like a thing for like a, a half a year. Like I'm, I don't know whatever you want to call it, rap. No, it's rap. You can't determine what it is. The fans determine what it is. They don't. You don't keep telling us sports entertainment, sports entertainment. We're not pro wrestling. We're sports entertainment. Nobody's listening to you because when we talk about the greatest pro wrestlers of all time. Those guys that you have are trying to call them sports entertainers. We call them pro wrestlers. Mm. I've never heard anybody say, yo, the rock is the greatest sports entertainer of all time. The, the debate is what? Who are the greatest pro wrestlers of all time? Yep. It, it rolls off the tongue. So if you continue to cr- try to create something that nobody wants, you're going to fail. And NXT is purposefully trying to create sports entertainers and nobody's fucking asking for it. More importantly, NXT TakeOver was winning at one point. It was like the best show in town. And it had nothing to do with sports entertainment. It was a bunch of fucking pro wrestlers. The hottest ticket in town. I was in Dallas for WrestleMania. You were there too. Yep. Me and Marcus went to NXT. And then we went to WrestleMania. Do you know what everybody talked about? NXT. Everybody talked about NXT. Everybody hated Dallas WrestleMania. But that NXT, Knock versus Zayn, was is highly regarded as one of the best NXTs of all time. It was the hottest ticket in town. There was nobody on that card that was a fucking sports entertainer. They were pro wrestlers. Stop giving people what they don't want. You, you're not smarter than your fans not anymore. <laughs> Reinventing the wheel for no reason. Like, you know what the company is. Again, it's it's crazy. Life is cyclical. And you look at it, Vince bought out his dad because he saw, like, yo, you're not doing what needs to be done. It's your time to go. It, I know what's best. I know how to build this to the next level. Yet Vince isn't allowing someone else to do the same for him. No. He thinks, he, he thinks he's still the smartest guy in the room. He's yeah. the old man at the club that still thinks he can dance. You can't, yes. no, you can't do the butterfly in 2021. Uh, no, no, sir. Why are you out here pop a locket? Yeah, like relax. With your hard bottoms on. <laughs> this is all different. The game is different. You can't do this anymore. Times have changed. It's like me being a journalist and not wanting to use Twitter. Right? That's not Twitter. I'm going to create some other shit. Remember, man, what was that shit that WWE did? That video thing was whack. And they kept trying to sell it to people. Video thing? Yeah, dog. Somebody's going to remember this. 
it wasn't not slack that's work shit they had their own thing and they were like go to this they always try to make some shit vince you failed at the xfl it's fucking football that's it you failed at it you failed you're not good at inventing things anymore you're old live with it higher than it's like tyler perry writes really shitty tv shows and movies and he has so much money it's like why don't you just get the best directors to do it but they want to be so hands-on to that product that they will live and die by that shit tyler perry's rich he can afford to take a few l's but sooner or later the studio is going to be like, hey motherfucker can you make a good movie it's going to happen but right now vince is rich he ain't too worried about it the time is going to come where somebody peacock fox hey man this uh 0.8 rating <laughs> ain't gonna work for us fix it yeah that's it's let's see fire the coach that's <laughs> i don't know if you fire the owner but somebody gonna get fired oh, man somebody is gonna be turned over so um let's talk about aw real quick before we get out of here another great week of solid programming Good matches up and down the card. CM Punk on commentary, which is really dope um, when I had the volume on, <laughs> which is it all the time. Um, I, and I think, again, there is something about listening to the fan base that AEW does do well. So now we see the pivot to CM Punk's next feud being against Powerhouse Hobbs. Because they're like, yo, we haven't built a black wrestler to a main event level. This is who we got. Let's put him in there with CM Punk and give him a boost up. You know, you know what I really think, though? I think Punk did that. Maybe but, I'm giving him too much credit. Maybe, but somebody there is smart enough to yep. listen. And that's it. Whoever, I, maybe Punk saw it. I was like, yo, nah, yo, they got a point. We got to do this. But Tony, somebody at the top was like, you know what? You're right. And not six months from now. You're right. Let's do this now. That's incredible. I mean, that I didn't expect it. Like, I was watching it, and then Hobbs came out, and he hit Punk, and I was like, I was sitting there, and I was going, oh, shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I don't, I don't know if people saw it like I saw, but I was just like, wow. And, I, and per, again, personally, I felt like this was a Punk thing. I felt like Punk went to Tony and was like, hey, man, you got this big, buff, black dude back here. Like, looks like you can murder people. Maybe I, he, I beat him, but I need to put him over. Yep. I need to put him on. Do what you did for Darby. Like, listen, Darby lost, but he got over. And I did him a solid. Let's do this for Blacktown. Right? Like, it's a, not rocket science. And I think they chose wisely. I saw it immediately. Like you said, like watching, I was like, oh, I know what this is. And then not a bad way. It's not affirmative action. No. It's, no, we, we have a young, talented Black guy. They said, like, the thing is that we're not pushing Black people. We're waiting for the perfect Black person to push. Why? Let's see what we can do with the black guy we have. Yeah. Because we and do have to have looks else. Yeah. Like, fuck. Use the guy. So I, I like that. I, I think that's going to be a great match next week. Um, the Daniel Bryan just constantly. That guy is eternally over, by the way. But having him come out, him and Omega right out the gate, I expect some shenanigans. But before shenanigans happen, they're going to have a banger of a match. And I like that they just get DB right into it and then figure out the storyline. Usually, you know, that's been my gripe. Like, oh, don't sign someone, put them right into the main event picture. But I just think they're going to deliver matches on weekly television, not a pay-per-view. 
I, I think it's going to lead to something different and a different storyline. But I, I like that they're just having a match. Yeah, I, I'm very curious how that match ends because there, there's ways out of like Daniel, Daniel, Brian, I mean, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson doesn't have to go over. Yo, um, if he wins, though, the pop is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Um, Unexpected. I think that might be a cool move. It, they could like AEW's now put themselves into a position where they can just kind of do anything like they're not restricted to title changes on pay-per-views. They're not restricted to any of this stuff. And they're looking at this Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York is like, well, this is a big show for us. Yeah. So fuck it. Why not? And the moment and it's like they're like, why wait? We all know Brian Danielson is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yeah. We all like we all know this. Does he really have to work his way up the ladder? That, yep. That's one guy that gets a pass, right? Like if there's <laughs> anybody that you put in and be like, eh, he wants to work now. And you never know. Brian could be like, yeah, let me do this match. And then I'm going to go do my hair versus mask. Match. Like he could be doing that. We don't know. And because of that, we don't know. And that's what makes it so exciting. Meanwhile, the WWE is booking Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. Motherfucker ain't beef, beef Finn Balor yet. Demon fit. Like, damn, can't even get like. The demon with some mystery? Like, no, the demon's going to lose. We know he's going to lose. Yeah, but like, God damn it, us let us have that. Like, at least let us have the match. Yeah. Let Don't us have some hope. Yeah. yeah, but I, I think I think AEW is, I mean, they're just doing shit right. Um, the other thing, it <laughs> I've said this. So we had Jade, Jade Cargill was uh, wrestling Layla on, on Dynamite. Do you see what I mean when I say she's green? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a bit sketchy still, but they've given her a million matches on AEW Dark. It seems like yeah, but you have so they're, to. They're trying to <laughs> like, to, like to you hasten that pace. You see her, and it's like she's powerful. She looks the part. She looks amazing. She looks like a million bucks. Yeah. Then you watch her work, and you can clearly tell this is not this is not an indictment because she she's new, right? You can clearly tell that she's it's it's not completely natural to her yet. Like yeah. The transition is not natural to her yet. And she needs reps. Keep giving her reps. Keep giving her reps. But if you put her on dynamite every week, eventually someone's gonna be like, man, she's whack. Because people don't have tolerance for any of that shit. Oh, give her reps sick. on dark, give her reps on elevation. Every now and then she shows up on dynamite. And then she you can't you can't work her every week on yeah. in front of an, a, a live audience. Like you can't. Like you gotta put her on dark and elevation because she needs reps. It a lot of things just don't look natural for her yet. Yeah. I was it, Stomps like look my, crazy. My question with her is, how ready does she have to be? Right, like pretty fucking ready. How, how good does she have to be? I think her aura, her presence, the character, the gimmick. I think it's so good already that she doesn't have to be a world beater in the ring. She can get better over time, but I, I think you could push her before she's ready and have simplistic matches. I, there's a danger in it, right? Because Britt Baker is at least very competent. She may not be the best wrestler in the world, but she yeah. looks like things are natural. So when she has a match... She ain't gonna hurt nobody. No. Jade might fuck around and hurt somebody. Yeah. Like Nia Jax. Yeah. But again, yeah. it was to the point of, well... Jade, they made a mistake. How good does she have to be? Jade, Jade needs to be... She needs to be natural. She like doesn't her, have to her, be Charlotte. She doesn't have to be... Bianca. I mean, Bianca debuted and she was still very raw those first couple matches in NXT. Yeah, but she got a lot of reps in, right? Like, she got, like, she never until the, the Shayna Baszler feud, remember, like, she was on she was in the first Mae Young Classic. Mm, yeah. That might have so been she, her debut. So she, she got, got a year a, and a half. 
year and a half, two years. She got a lot of reps. So by the time it was time to t- kind of turn the corner with her and put her in the feud with Shayna, she had, it, things started looking natural. You could tell how much she's improved. Jade still looks like, all right, what do I do next? Oh, shit. Like, it's, like a transition is not natural to her. Taking yeah. strikes are not natural to her. Um, flipping from one move into the next. Nothing looks natural. She's very powerful. She looks great. If you put the title on her, that's a whole new world of pressure. Yeah, because it looks only, like she's thinking all the time. Yeah, and not only would she be champion, she'd be like the black champion. There, that's way too much pressure on Jade Cargo right now. That's fair. So she'll get, I mean, she'll have her time as long as she improves. But when I saw her Dynamite, I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like watching her try to move through moves, I was like, mm, she's thinking too much. Yeah. But it's not, but I want people to understand, like, I hate Twitter for this reason. She's not whack. She just needs work. She's yeah. like that. She's just like a player, like the picture where the mechanics are wrong. It's like, yo, the mechanics are right. She's going to, it doesn't mean they're bad. It's just, we got to fix some things. That's it. Yep. And, you know, Max Scherzer, he, when he came from the Tigers, Max Scherzer wasn't great his first year with the Tigers, but he fixed some mechanical things. And now he's like, he's 37 years old. And he's fucking lights out. <laughs> yeah. Once he clicks, though, it clicks. Exactly. So just so. wait for it to click. Don't put her out there now because you'll kill her confidence. On social media, we'll nuke her. Yeah. No, I, I like everything they had going this week. Um, I'm really looking forward to next week, all of the matches. Um, Adam Cole made his in-ring debut. Boy, that, is he over. Oh, come on. Crushing it. He's over to a point where he doesn't need the elite, but fuck <laughs> it. It's him and his friends. Let him just rock. Like, Jesus. might as well, right? Like, um, that's super dope. It'll be interesting. I, I don't know. They're very clicky and faction-y. So what happens if all of the members of UE – are out of WWE by next year. <laughs> I mean, like, you never know. That's some shit where you, you, you don't know. So, um, nah, man, he's super over. Can't wait for that match. Everything's wait, you know a few. You know a few they need to go to? It's going to happen. In, in my mind, like, we'll talk about this. Be like, oh, yeah. Adam Page versus Adam Cole. Oh, I was about to say that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the first real feud for Cole. Yeah. Like, those two? <sighs> I, that'll be a great program. Like months burn the house. Program. They they will burn the house down. So I, I like that. The match would be incredible. Yo, pump that into my veins. Let's get it. Um, so I, I love that for Adam Cole. And then the only, you know, one knock this week, man. One knock. Cody's back. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Listen, man. I like the entrance, all that shit. You gotta You're finish right. off this this Alistair Black thing. Uh, if Cody's here, just putting people over. I like that. I like mid card putting people over Cody. Fuck it, let's yeah, do it. He cannot go over on fucking black. No, you like it. no. Mal- look, Even Malachi he just black- got squashed. So yeah. theoretically, the babyface should go over on the nope. heel after just getting his ass whooped for seven minutes. Nope, take another ass whooping, man. Another yeah. one. I mean, Black looks amazing. Yo, when he said "all rise," I was like, "Oh, that's it. That's the one." Like, like the sermons getting ready to start. Yep. Between him and Miro, like they found like something else, and I'm like, yeah, they're special. So yeah, Black needs to nuke. Well, it could if, be competitive if Cody just can't to, win. If people want to understand what NXT is and whatever NXT 1.0 was and the legacy of that is the performance center, the classrooms, the time with legends like Shawn Michaels and Dusty before him, um, the time like Fit Finley was there. The, the time around those people who really know pro wrestling, who really know 
building characters, William Regal, trips to degree, all these, the one-on-one time on a daily, weekly basis, that shit is college. It's a college level education. Even when you are pro beforehand, you go there and you figure out whole different levels to this game. So when you leave, oh, you're like, no, I'm crushing shit. Because now you leave with all this knowledge and none of the shackles. Yep. So Bray, all this knowledge, none of the shackles. When he debuts, it's going to be huge. Adam Cole was great in ROH. He was great in PWGs. You know, he's funny. They had all that shit. He is so much better now after NXT with the character, with building stuff, how to work for television, all this shit, so much better. He's a whole different level now, leaving there. And the WWE is the idiots that give you, they're, they're like a Fortune 500 company that'll pay for your college while you work there and then not give you the job. Right. <laughs> like you just paid for their entire fucking collegiate career, make sure they get a master's, the best education in the world. It's like sending someone to Harvard and Stanford and then not hiring them. No, we yeah. just paid for it. Go elsewhere. So all of these guys are going to succeed, man. Miro, all, all of those NST guys, they're fine. Andrade looks like a million bucks. Yeah, it does. Perfect pairing with Chavo. Like, I love it all. Like, I, I can't knock AW for anything right now. They're crushing it on all levels. Um, Ruby Soho looks like a fucking million bucks. The women's division, which was the only thing, was my one of my only biggest knocks the past couple months. Like, that looks like a million bucks. It's great on top. So, and I, I like it. Can't wait to see what comes next week. That is our show for today, though. Hopefully everyone liked it. Our pro wrestling takes right now as it stands. Rosa Parks is still winning uh, the poll. It, it's not as strong as it was when we no, last started off hot. It felt yeah, like the hot takes came in fast. They were like, yo, <laughs> click Rosa Parks. It's even. And I thought, okay. It's coming right. down. It's about to be 56% to 44. It's, it's, it's close. It's, it's a lot closer than I thought. So close you, know, you might have been. I give you credit. You're right. Yeah. A lot of people love Rosa Parks. I'm still like, I just can't believe this. But yeah. all right. People I love Rosa torn, Parks. Yeah, yeah. People, people are hurt. That's why they, they can't do it versus. I'm not, I'm not gang banging. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> gang banging. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we appreciate you guys. As always, make sure you follow us on Twitter at corner podcast underscore on Instagram at corner club for life. Follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hell on all platforms. Shout out to Blue Eye of the Network, the home for a long time now. Shout out to all of the sponsors. We appreciate you all. We are a week, a week and some change away from our debut at the Blue Wire Studios here at the Wind Las Vegas. Can't wait. You guys get to see our faces while we do this. All the goddamn it Kel takes in beautiful 4K. Plus, I will show up there with my black DCs, put them on the table. Yeah, first stop. episode. I can't wait. Oh, my God. We appreciate all you guys. Until next time, we are out. Peace.